Buck Nutters. It is Thursday, September 20th, 2018. I'm Dan Rubin. This is the Buck Nuts Morning 5 and Change. That can mean only one thing. Steve Wilfong, the lovely and talented director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports, has joined us. Steve, how are you? Good morning, Daniel. Well, it's another 87 degrees day here in the Indianapolis area. Drinking my smoothie as I sit in my office. I was up early this morning. My son does a little breakfast club for hoops at the school, and it was not looking that promising. As I look out there now, it's going to be a fine, fine Midwest day. Speaking of another fine occasion, guess who's back? Yep, the Arab. Much to the chagrin of everyone else walking the planet outside the 614, etc., Urban is back. What I'd like to do today, at least to start off with, and Steve and I are not totally scripted today, so hang on. There is a definite national vibe that the entire Urban Meyer kerfuffle has damaged Ohio State's recruiting. If you look at the 24-7 sports ranking, they're not as high as they usually are. Even if you pencil in to the class calculator, Jameson Williams and Zach Harrison, if they committed tomorrow, Ohio State would only move up to number seven. Do you believe this is a result of the negative press associated with Ohio State, or do you believe this is just simply the way things are going based on how they're recruiting in general? I can still only really point to two recruits that I thought Ohio State was going to get before the uh, Urban Meyer situation hit. Tyler Davis from Wakiva, the defensive tackle, and Peyton Powell, the safety from Texas that I no longer have in Ohio State's class, Um, and Peyton Powell and and Tyler Davis. So I don't know. I I still think Ohio State's going to get hot at some point uh, before this class finishes out. Um, Jamison Williams, I think, will be the next man in, a top 247 receiver that they've been recruiting for years. Obviously, you got the big fish, five-star Zach Harrison from right down the street on the board. you got a guy like Wondell Robinson who's visiting Alabama this weekend, a top 247 all-purpose back, who uh, took an unofficial to Ohio State earlier this fall. I expect to return for an official visit later in the process. So there's, there's still some talented prospects on the board, and with Ohio State, we always know that they they have them lined up to, to pursue. And, look, it's going to be another great draft class for Ohio State. It's looking like it's going to be another successful season for Ohio State. So I, I'm expecting Ohio State to have a successful close to this class. Am I, is this the year that Urban Meyer doesn't sign the number one class in the Big Ten? I think that's a potential potential deal, but I think Ohio State will still send it, sign another class. And, and when I look at this class, I think there's a lot of talent already in the boat. Extreme, I'm extremely excited about what Ohio State's done on the offensive line when you look at Harry Miller and Doug Nestor. I think those are two of the more sure things at the point of attack on the interior in this 2019 class. And then you look in the secondary with Jordan Battle and Ronnie Hickman, those are two two safeties that uh, were as coveted as any player at the position nationally. And then I just don't see any way possible that Cade Stover is not a major contributor and one of the Big Ten's best players um, <clears throat> during his time at Ohio State. <clears throat> and I didn't even mention uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, arguably a top receiver in the country. You guys know I love Steel Chambers in, in the backfield. Uh, Noah, Pot- Noah Potter is an interesting uh, commitment uh, out of Menor, Ohio. Then you got some guys that are terrific athletes like Craig Young, who's um, going to be the favorite to win the 100-meter dash uh, in the state of Indiana next year. And we've had some Olympians come out of this state in the sprints. 
uh, and then Bryson Shaw, uh, who's a terrific lacrosse player at the Bullis School. So uh, it's, a, it's a really good class uh, for Ohio State, and I don't think that um, of all the things that are going on at Ohio State, recruiting is uh, recruiting is in fine shape. When you deal with other schools in the Big Ten, do you get the sense they feel Ohio State is in some form of weakened condition based on what's going on? I haven't heard that because there's really only two schools in the Big Ten that can go toe-to-toe with Ohio State uh, on the trail, and that's Penn State and Michigan. And Michigan and Ohio State haven't matched up that much on the trail uh, lately. Obviously, they're they're all in on Zach Harrison as well, but I, I think that when you're recruiting against Ohio State, you're you're hopeful that this is a factor in your favor. But I haven't heard uh, a source from a, a pro around those programs that have been like that's going to be the difference for us. How much of that do you think is the fact that at the level Ohio State recruits at, really the only or the major thing the guys are looking at is their ability to get into the NFL, and this is going to have no effect on that. Well, I think that you see that all the people when you when you visit Ohio State, all the people believe in Urban Meyer, and so you go there, you visit, you make your own opinion, you form your own opinion, and that's uh, why Ohio State only had one D commit through the whole thing from Kane Patterson, who really got his dream offer from Clemson and had an excuse to go to Clemson. You know, I don't, if Clemson doesn't offer, Kane Patterson's probably still in this class. So you could point to the Urban Meyer situation and, 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 and say they had a defection because of it. But I'd say Kane Patterson always wanted to go to Clemson after digging you've into already, it. What? You've already, you've already mentioned the biggest name on the board, and that is Zach Harrison. He was back on the field last week. Our Bill Kerlick was there with bells on to cover it. What's your vibe Amongst on the other media. recruitment? Amongst other Well, I mean, is there other? I don't digress. What's your vibe on the Harrison recruitment? Well, obviously, Zach didn't want to answer any questions after that ball game about his recruitment. Um, look, I think he's I think he's torn. Uh, we've talked about it numerous times. If he had his mind made up, he'd be committed. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. I've been reading that Michigan's the biggest threat to Ohio State from people in our network. I still am not sleeping on Penn State. I think that he loves James Franklin and loves the recruits in Penn State's class. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Harrison shows up at the whiteout game in Happy Valley uh, when Ohio State plays Penn State in two weeks. And we'll see what happens from there. I, I think we're going to start seeing them pop up on some campuses for ball games here in the near future. Michigan got a big uh commitment recently, Daxton Hill. I've heard some vibe that they don't think he's long for the commitment. I'm sure mm-hmm. people would enjoy that here. What's an update? That he's not gonna stick? Like we're already saying he's not gonna stick less than forty eight. I've after heard he that committed. No, yeah. I'd be surprised. I mean anything can happen in recruiting, but Daxton Hill's a uh, he's a Michigan fit. He he I I mean he did his due diligence now. I mean, that that came down to Alabama and Michigan, and he visited Alabama. His, his, he'd visited Alabama a couple times and visited Michigan a couple times and, and made his decision. And unless something were to happen at Michigan, I expect Daxon Hill to go to Michigan. 
We'll see. All right, uh, we're X weeks into the season. We've got to see most of the Big Ten teams trade punches, at least against one formidable opponent. What is your vibe on the conference, and has it changed? Yeah, hell yeah, it's changed. What a disappointing week last week. It was embarrassing, and I know Ohio State played well. Um, but but really, when 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 the Big Ten plays like shit, and this is a PG thirteen podcast, right? I think we've talked about that before. And there's that's the only You're way good. to describe it. That's the only way to describe it is uh, it, it weakens the conference and the perception of it. And I now think that Ohio State probably has to run the table to get into the playoff or Penn State or whatever. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, my thing, and who knows? And who knows? Because there's going to be there's going to be some movement out there. There's going to be some other upsets and losses, and we're going to have the chaos that that we typically have. But right now, it's easy to put two SEC teams in. Right now, is the way is, is the way it's sitting. And then you like the Sooners. Now the Sooners had a huge blow losing Rodney Anderson, their running back, who I thought was the best running back in the country. Uh, he's out for the year, and, and you put him in the same backfield with Kyler Murray. That is uh, an exceptionally dynamic duo uh, from the quarterback and running back position. So that, that that's a blow. I could see Oklahoma losing a game. West Virginia is incredibly intriguing to me in the Big 12. I mean, they wax Tennessee. I know, I know people may be rolling their eyes and say Tennessee, but but uh, that that uh, I, I like West Virginia. I just the Big Ten that. That was the the list of schools that went beat Big Ten teams on the road. It, it, it sucked if you follow Big Ten football and it, and it weakened the league. And yeah, Ohio State handled business. Penn State's playing well right now, and I do think Penn State's a good team. And I'm not mad at Penn State for only winning by a touchdown in a game that Appalachian State gift wrapped for them. Appalachian State's head coach will be the next head coach in North Carolina, uh, Satterfield. And uh, uh, they, they have a good program right now, uh, but that was that was a blow, you know. So right now, I think you're you're rooting for Iowa to be good. You want Iowa to beat Wisconsin on Saturday, um, and, and uh, but uh, there's not really much to stop. The, the Big Ten won't have a chance to redeem themselves till bowl season, and, and quite frankly, people can then say, well, those bowl games did they mean anything? So that was a disappointing. It was a disappointing Saturday. Uh, for the Big Ten, no other way to put it. Thankfully, the good guys won at Jerry World. That was a great I game. Think all, yeah, it was, and I think all this does is serve to highlight how big of a game we have coming up in about eight days in Happy Valley. That's going to be a monster. We will be back next week with Steve for a complete preview of the Penn State game. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, guys. Thank you.